need to be telling yourself every single day, like I said, and I think one of the biggest things that, um, you know, again, when I started out, um, and not just in sports, but just in business, and one of my mentors said, like, you know, you're not confident because you're not prepared. And I think, like, to a degree, like, people aren't prepared. Like, they're not prepared for the marketplace. They're not prepared to sit there and get another customer. They're not prepared to market. They're not prepared to do shit. So at that point, any type of disruption to the marketplace is going to upset their entire entire equilibrium. And like, is that a market problem? That's a you problem. Hey, turn me up some. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it. No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouches. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant. I study millionaires cause I was born a visionary. You still believe in limitations? Why you acting scary? You can't distract me from the paper I've been Chase the greatness. I'm stacking now and balling later in the conversation. We strategizing, monetizing, piling up investments and sacrificing temporary sh- for bigger blessings. Yeah, a tapped in boss mind state. I multiply my grind rate and I match the way I vibrate. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it. No Deanna speak that shit that everybody voucher ain't no more excuses valid get up off the couch and get up in your bag to your bank account need an accountant this episode is sponsored by bees she is the creator of the gifetize app and the author of the financial starter kickbook bees works in the defense industry as an overseas contractor After years of studying financial literacy and investing, she is now financially free. The Financial Starter Kit comes with a free money allocation spreadsheet and gives you all the resources that you need to take control of your finances today. You can purchase the book at financialstarterkit.com. If you want to learn more about the defense industry and how to obtain a stable, high-paying career in the States or overseas, you can purchase her Defense Industry Guide at www.defenseindustry.guide. Also, for more information, you can follow her on Twitter at capital underscore SB. Another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets podcast. I'm your host, Xavier. And today we got a, uh, a super, super dope episode, a super dope guest. And her name is Chrissy Sanders. She's the CEO of Next Play Sports and the host of It's Not Just a Game podcast. So welcome to the show, Chrissy. Thank you so much for having me, Xavier. Yeah. Definitely. And just to give the, the, the listeners a quick backstory, me and Chrissy, we met like, what, what, what is it, like uh, six, seven months ago? Yeah, we did. Totally yeah. random. Yeah, totally random. We met in <laughs> Cleveland. I was in Cleveland. And we met and she introduced me to a lot of dope people. We kicked it for like a weekend and she, we, we were just kicking it. She uh super cool, super, like I love what she's doing being a, a sports age. That, that industry has always been like super like interesting to me. And I'm like, yeah. wow, I know a lot of people, they like a lot of talk to people, they be wanting to get involved in some stuff like that, but they have no idea where to start. Like, even I was talking to somebody else and they was like, damn, because I was talking to them about you. I was like, yeah, she's a, uh, he, because he was telling me he talks to you on Twitter. 
I was like, oh. yeah, she a beast. She, she a uh, sports agent. He was like, for real? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> we, I mean, and, and it's one of those things, too, because it's like, I think what people don't realize is there's so many different aspects to how you can get involved in sports. Like, I actually got involved in it because I didn't have any intent, honestly, to, like, get involved in sports in any way. I played softball, but, like, I wasn't. I just didn't see myself kind of going down that route. You know what I mean? Like I'm super short, so I can't hoop and I can't catch any ball. Like I can't do anything. So like at that point I was kind of interning around sports when I was uh, in, in college. Um, and I was like a basketball operations, uh, you know, type of person manager. And, you know, and to be honest with you, I honestly felt like I only was there because like, my best friend played for the team and they were like, well, I guess let Chrissy in. Like, I guess she's going to do something back there. She'll figure it out. <laughs> like, you know, it wasn't even, it wasn't even like I was qualified to do it. And, um, and, and from there I was like, you've been knowing me for a minute. So I, I was like, all right, let's do something that, that generates revenue because at the time that wasn't as lucrative. So I went to, uh, I went to Bernie Marino companies and so at that point, I'm over here being a, uh, like, at first I started off like an internet person. I was literally just being an internet coordinator, not really knowing it was no real rhyme or reason to my job. And so then I just randomly started looking and I was like, hey, you know, we're, we're doing these projects with athletes. And so I was like, oh, okay, I kind of like that. And so uh, uh, worked on a lead generation campaign that like generated a lot of leads started working on the social media. So I gave myself this job and then they um, basically promoted me and made me a, a regional marketing manager. So at this point I'm getting to work with Johnny Manziel and, you know, Tristan Thompson guys like that. And I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was living my best life. Um, but at the same time I was like, okay, like how are we getting any like brand value? How are we actually building quantitative cases when it comes down to, um, you know, working with athletes, working on the brand side, making it a valuable uh, relationship for both sides? And, um, you know, and so at that point, I was like, we got to do something different. So, um, you know, after I was recruited to BMW, and after I left BMW, I decided to start my agency. Mm, okay, okay, that's dope, that's dope. I, I got so many things I want to speak on. Just because... Yeah. Like I said from the beginning, I feel like there's there's so many commonalities between sports and business and entrepreneurship. That's why I'm like I gotta have you on here because sports is business at the end of the day, and it's certain right. It's certain tips and strategies you could do in your sports business that you can do outside of a sports business. Mm -hmm. and I know it's like I said earlier, there's many people that want to get involved to this lane, and they don't even know like where, where the hell to start. Exactly. And I think, and, and that's like the most important part too, because I was like, listen, like we have to really, and, and this is why it's so important. And this is why like, even I changed my, like, I even changed the focus of like my agency. Now it's like, I call it an advisory firm because of the simple fact that like, I'm like, listen, these people, like, you know, we talk about LeBron Inc., but like, I always think about athletes and when I'm like working with them and I'm representing them and I'm thinking to myself, like, see, like you Inc., you know what I mean? So just say if I was representing you, I'm thinking about Xavier Inc. Like, I feel like my job now, I think that we're going to transition from just simply being this whole model of like, oh, I get endorsements. 
oh, I do this thing. And then like a, you know, with this blind representation model to basically you become business partners with these athletes. And like, that's what the industry needs. That's where it's going to. You've seen like the stuff with LeBron, um, you know, a lot of people, uh, athletes want to be a little bit more in control of their lives as they should. And to a degree, people always talk about why athletes go broke. But like, I mean, my thing is, it's a, it's a joint partnership. If I got an athlete that's going broke, that's equally my problem. Just my you know what I mean? So that's that, that's real. We we, we definitely <laughs> uh, speak on that as well. But just from the, from the uh, let's take it from the beginning for people that's listening to this that may want to become sports agents. Like, do, do they have to go to school for that? Like, where's the starting point for them? Yeah. So there's all types of different things, and it's all kind of and oddly enough because like it's all kind of grouped up under sports agents, right? So like publicists can be agents. Like you know, like it's. just like Hollywood, right? So essentially like the actual term agent is like basically like, hey, you know, I went to, um, you you have a certification. Like what we personally do is, and why I stayed away from that is because I was like, listen, I want to help people actually generate revenue off the court, off the field. And I want to basically, uh, you know, you know, make them as much money as possible. And I, enough (laughs) and oddly enough I hate to say it the playing contract is not always where the money is so like um there are marketing agents which is like what I am and then there are um and then there are you know people who just strictly work on contracts but back in the past and why we need to get away from that is that sometimes people will try to be everything to a player right so like and so what I do is that I build a team around a player, right? So there's the person that handles the contract. There's the person that handles endorsements. There's the person that handles the finance. There's the person that handles, um, you know, the housing and all that. Um, And, you know, working with people all the time, thinking about where, where do you want your career to look like after the fact, you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, you have, I always feel like you can do better when you have four or five different minds coming to the table on a light goal versus just one person and their random ideas. And, and that goes back to trying to control people, right? Like, you know, another reason why I got into the business, like I love black men, not in a weird way, but like, you know what I mean? <laughs> not in a weird way, but like, you know, I love black men and I felt like a lot of our black men were being controlled. I felt like a lot of our black men were being, um, you know, manipulated and basically not really having a true understanding of the, the bre- the value that they could bring to things the value that they could bring as entrepreneurs um uh, and and being you know more than just these people who dribble dribble balls and like get blasted on the field you know and i was like we have to have something where it's like guys are a part of the decisions guys are a part of understanding their brands guys are a part of understanding their contract you know what i mean so so we just we just do things a little bit you know, a little bit more different. Um, I probably, you know, um, you know, I, I take pictures of the checks, like, you know, which a lot of people don't do in our industry. And, um, and I think that uh, when I first, before I started my agency, randomly going back, like not to go on the soapbox, but like before I started my agency, I co-called IMG, right, which is like one of the largest ones in the world. Like at the time it was called IMG, now it's called Endeavor. And so I co-called 
Arthur Lefebvre, who is the guy who started the firm with Mark McCormick. So most people know Mark McCormick, right? And this is some audacity, Xavier. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, this is like major audacity. But at the same time, I was like, I got an idea, but I, I want to do it correctly. And so um, I, I cold called him on the strength of us being members of the same country club. And he reluctantly was like, I got to see who you are, that you would literally even have the audacity to randomly call me, didn't ask for my number, never met you. You know what I mean? He just wanted to know. And so at that point, he was like, you got like 10 minutes, but he, he just taught me so much of the business and, you know, how that athletes, you know, the areas of opportunity. And, and that's another way. So I would probably say, if you're asking, get with people that know more than you, drop that you know, drop that damn ego because if you're in sports, you you are carrying somebody's career. You know what I'm saying? Like you need to like take that shit seriously. You can't be sitting there like, oh yeah, like this is my idea. This isn't your idea. This is their life. You know what I'm saying? So like that would probably be the first thing is to drop the ego and stop trying to control people. Mm. And that's, like, I think that's so powerful because that translates to, like I said, just not to sports, that translates to anybody, just a regular life, doing business, whether it's whatever industry it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I talked about having a team and uh, thinking bigger than yourself. Like, I feel like if any, if everybody carried that mentality, like I said, no matter what industry you're in, if you're trying to build a brand, that's like a, a formula for success, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, so. We even look at with business, like, especially in our community, I think sometimes why people don't reach the, the scale that they could and what they could is because they refuse to partner with people. They refuse to acknowledge that they have deficiencies in certain areas. Um, they refuse to put the right people around them that can actually build out and implement, implement the revenue channels that they're trying to do. And at that point, if you're sitting here writing books, dedicating them to yourself, reading them, like how, how, you, how do you think that you will ever grow? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It takes a team to grow. Like, I mean, you can't play every position, you know? But that's hard for people to accept. And, and it comes down to having a little bit more security in yourself, just like a relationship. You know, you can't, you got to trust your significant other to leave the house, go to Whole Foods, and not lay up with somebody. <laughs> that's facts that's facts and like with me personally like i pay attention to i like when it especially when it comes to our culture even when it comes to things outside of our culture i pay attention to everything and i like study blueprints like i watched what lebron and mav and rich paul did like i watched what kobe did with his uh what's his name his his old agent what's his name uh with uh well rob yeah rob blinker rob blinker Rob is the agent, but what that what makes Kobe's brand transcended is when he really partnered in and created the Bryant Stibble right. situation. And it's the same thing. And I'm not knocking anything because I love Rich Paul. He was great. And then on top of that, I even asked him, um, you know, when I was an intern at, Cle at Cleveland State. So, like, I've spoken to him, and I, I think he does a great job. But, like, when you look at it, uh, what's LeBron's legacy, that's a mad thing. Mm -hmm. you know? That's a, that's a math thing like that, like LeBron, Rich, Mav, like that's, that's what I'm saying. Like the four, the four horsemen or whatever they call themselves, like it would not be a powerful thing if everybody was like, oh, it's just Rich and Rich's ideas. Like, like, right. oh, Mavs and just Mavs ideas. And like, if we're going to really create a behemoth brands 
for, of athletes that last forever in a, in a name and a face that you can always make money on, that you can always profit on, then you are going to have to build the proper team. Mm, that's facts. And, and like, what, what, what my original, like, point was with bringing up, like, LeBron and Kobe is players, like you said earlier, they're taking more control. And I think that model can translate not just in sports, it can translate to people that's in business, whether it be real estate, whether it be fashion, like taking that model to seeing what they're doing and just using that blueprint in your lane. It's still a work, like how just building the team, just doing more things on a bigger scale, just branding yourself on a much bigger scale. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think, I think like people don't speak on it enough as far as like using that blueprint outside of sports. They just think it up in sports and be like, oh, damn. That's so far out of reach. I can't do that. But you might not be able to emulate it on such a grander scale right now. But yeah. you continuously working and, and using those little tactics and stuff, you could eventually get there as long as your work is good, what you're doing is good. Exactly. I mean, like, period. And I mean, and when you think about how, um, like, you see less stories about athletes going broke when athletes are involved. Exactly. And, and I think, like, if I were sitting there and you own real estate, I own real estate, like, you know, if I just solely relied on a property manager, I'd be fucked. Excuse my language. <laughs> like, you know what I mean, but like, seriously, like, if, if you were like, hey, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna check on the property. I'm never gonna, you know what I mean? And this is the same thing with an athlete. Like, you can't sit there and trust an agent or a manager or a publicist or anything like that to say, I'm never going to think about what, who I want to be. Mm. Like, I want to show the world you know what I mean and and what the type of money I want to make the lane that I want to be in just like you know when I first got into the industry I was at the NFL Pro Bowl and like I met a guy um three-time you know uh Super Bowl winner and we were talking and he wasn't in the best situation and I was like you know like instead of me like helping you get endorsements how about like we get you a job at uh you know Wells Fargo and he was like, uh, I never really thought about it. And I was like, I was like, I think that it would make sense because right now it's not the best situation. You need to learn about money. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So I was like, listen, and like, and, and it comes down to like that kind of stuff. Like everybody isn't made to be on billboards. Sometimes like people need to like carve out a lane. Some people's lane is real estate. Some people's lane is, hey, I want to become an agent myself. Like after it whatever but like it's it's i think from a perspective that if you want to be in the industry you need to truly start putting your ego aside and let it and and thinking about what value that you can bring to other people's lives to help them you know go into the direction that they want to go you know because that's what makes you memorable that's what makes people refer you because otherwise it's like you know why are you doing this this selfish (laughs) you know <laughs> that's one and i also want to talk about because this is something i see you like you'll speak on it on twitter sometimes and i feel like this is a, a super important topic and this is negotiation like you don't talk about how you were pretty much going into the deal. i remember when i was in cleveland which when you was telling me about like how you went into a deal one time and just different like little tips and strategies you did and like once again i feel like this topic is important because no matter what you win, we all do negotiation. Whether you work a nine to five, you're trying to negotiate a raise, whether you're trying to negotiate a new car at the dealership, whether you're an entrepreneur, negotiating a deal, a house. I feel like those tactics could be used in anything, but do you mind just going over like pretty much the art of negotiating? 
Yeah, like first thing that I would probably say about negotiation that a lot of people make a mistake is that they don't know what they want, right? Like that's literally the chief thing. So you walk into a negotiation and you're like, um, you know, like, and, and you're kind of making it up on the fly. You're kind of reasoning it. And I see, I hate to say it like this, a lot of creatives do this. Like this, creatives are the best example of this. Like, you know, just say you're set selling graphic design and, you know, you meet with me and instead of saying, hey, you know, I do graphic design in these fields, just saying these verticals and the price is this, like, you, oh, you know, I kind of do branding and marketing, like, and it's no real focus to it. So when you go into a negotiation, you have to be laser focused and had thought and had thought about exactly what the outcome that you want to happen from this conversation, right? You know what I mean? And you also can't expect it to happen in the first conversation, but you need to make your intentions clear, right? And so the second thing that you need to do is that you need to know your, your bottom, uh, your top number and your bottom number, right? Like you can't sit there and like uh, come to a situation and not be prepared on the price that you're willing to walk away at or like the price that you're willing to do. Like you need to figure out exactly like, okay, like, if, if it makes, if it only makes sense for me to do deals at, you know, $15,000, just say like, that's where like I can do everything and still make a little profit. You can't sit there and have a $14,000 deal and you need to be willing to walk away at any time. Right. Yep. You know? <laughs> and so, and then I think probably the next thing that you need to do is you need to understand how to ask people questions. You know, um, because one of the things that I think people do too much in um, sales and even negotiations is they put too much of what they're looking for out there. Um, you need to just also like ask a person questions and you can in that point qualify them and then also like you can qualify them and then also they're telling you so much more information because it's like people love to talk about themselves and you can actually start using those um tools in order to best kind of steer the conversation the direction that you wanted to go you know so like i mean i'm not gonna go on a big thing but that's just the cheap things know exactly what you want know when you're ready to walk away and don't be afraid to walk away and then also ask people as many questions as possible and and ask them questions that they can like i know it sounds weird when they say it when I say this, but like, which this is a, a trick that I'm not sitting here saying that it will work for you, but it has worked for me. Now, what I do is I ask people questions that they have to kind of say yes to, right? So I'll say, Xavier, like, it would make sense for us to grow your brand, right? Yes. And like, you know, ask you a series of questions of yes, at least three. And then at that point saying no, I kind of like, pre you know like i'm not sitting here saying that 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 works i'm not saying that's a scientific fact but at the same time it's something that i do sometimes like i'll like prime somebody to say yes 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 because why would you say no exactly oh that's smart because it's like pre you know? it's, prepping them, it's prepping them for the big yes like you want to go to the big yeah. I'm thinking like i've been okay i've been saying yes this whole time why would i say no now right you know yeah, yeah that's <laughs> I like I like that I like that and when you and when you the, the first thing you said was kind of like knowing what you want when you're going into it I feel like that's one of the from my experiences with dealing people is talking to people I feel like that's the biggest mistake people make because like you'll talk to people and they'll be like uh 
you ask, you might ask them, okay, what you want to do or what you got in mind or how much is it? What's the price going to be on this? They might be like, okay, what you what you got in mind? What do you think? Like, oh, I'll talk about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, 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 what was your budget like? What was like, I know you still, <laughs> like, do you want to go this route? Because if I say my budget, you could be thinking a low ball number. That's already starting. That's exactly. starting, starting on the wrong foot now. Because I don't, <laughs> like, if you would have just told me from the jump, like, all right, this is the range we're going to be working at. Okay, cool. I'll deal with it. But when you ask me, all right, what's your budget? <laughs> okay, right. You want to know? All right, cool. <laughs> it's going to be way lower. Then you're going to be looking at me like, uh, well, I was thinking of like, no, nah, you asked me. This is what I right. want. I know what I want. I was just, you know what I'm saying? I was, I was giving you the common courtesy of just saying like, was you going to be upfront with me and tell me what your prices was? You going to give me that? BS, what's your budget as? Like, I, yeah. I, uh, I realize that's what a lot of videographers do. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll try, to, they'll try to base their prices on what they, how much money they think you have. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, the stupidest shit in the world. And, and try to finesse people in that way, because, like, a true professional is the price is the price. So the it price doesn't matter if calling them, or, like, a random person that wants to shoot their, you know, daughter's you know, first bike ride, ride off. Like, you know, you have to, if you're going to be a professional, you need to set prices. Like you need to know exactly, okay, it's going to cost me this much. You need to know time and materials, like, you know, figure it out. Like, and, and like you said, I think creatives do that like all the time. All the fucking time. And then another thing too, in negotiation, you have to understand to that point that like your client's budget is not your budget. Like, so a lot of times people operate from their level of perception. Um, you know what I mean? So I hate to say it like this. If you're broke, it may not, you may never be able to conceive of somebody paying, you know, $50,000 for your product or service, right? Because you're broke, right. like uh, call it a day. Like, but like you can't, but your client and the person that you're reaching out to may not be broke so stop sitting there and trying to negotiate from the perspective of where you are or the people that you've known every person that literally walks through your doors or that calls you is a separate lead with separate needs with a separate budget like i mean that 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 like you don't know and, and your job is just to qualify the customer and present your services like don't sit there and try to play that dance around game you know like and you then gonna cost yourself some money <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like a uh, lot of money, you know. It costs you a lot of money. And uh, one more thing that you that you said was be willing to walk away. I feel like that's probably the biggest thing that that I've learned from with negotiating. It's just always be whenever you go into a room, be willing to, like you said, know your bottom your bottom number. And if mm-hmm. it doesn't meet that, or they go over your high number, be willing to, you know, what I'm saying, walk away. You can't like if you're not willing to walk. I realize if you're not willing to walk away. You probably gonna lose the negotiation. Yeah, times out of ten. And another thing too, I think when you're willing to walk away, you are signaling, you know, to the universe. Like, and you know, I'm not gonna go into all that because <laughs> argument. So I'm gonna just say the universe or whoever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go ahead, that, go ahead. Do what you do. And you are a, a professional, competent, and abundant person. So like, you can't sit there yep. and and you you find a lead. Like number one. If you're sitting there and you have to have one deal go through or it's not going to happen for you, you, you've messed up on not the negotiation, but on your marketing and just your pipeline, because it's like, you should all like, literally there's Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, like legit, like Reebok. How, how do you only have to do a deal with one person? 
You know what I mean? That's your mess up. <laughs> like, but, like that you even are in that scenario to begin with, right? But you know, when you're willing to walk away from a deal, it sets a standard within yourself and creates a confidence. You need to know that, hey, like I am competent enough to find a new opportunity. And another thing why people take advantage of people who like dance around and do all that type of thing, because like, you know, how can I even trust your competency if you, if there's not a demand for you, right? Like, like how can I trust, like, like, you know, you'd even follow up, like, you just thirsty for whatever that comes your way, huh? Like, you know, just like you dating, right? Like, a, <laughs> I understand, like, think about it like that, like that person that has, like, that thirsty energy, I gotta, you know, this date has to go well, like, we need to get married today, like, I'm good, though. It's, it's- it, it's the same, like, man, I'm, I'm so glad you spoke on that, because I feel like people don't, a lot of things in life, like, even though they different fields, the 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 root of the shit working is all the same, like, the formula is all the same, like, when you talked about dating, for those, like, if you go on, like you just said, you go on a date, and you thirsty as hell, the <laughs> guy or the girl, they gonna sense that and be like, man, ain't no demand, like, ain't no demand for you, like, you just too, you know what I'm saying, you just too free, like, I'm good on this. <laughs> <laughs> but if they said some sort of like, damn, it's like a demand for this person. They gonna value you more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you shouldn't be so damn. It's the same thing with negotiating. You shouldn't be so damn thirsty where you got every time they hit you up, you free. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No matter what, as soon as they hit you up, it could be no matter three in the morning or 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 seven a.m. So they hit you up here right back. Yeah, I'm free. I can do this. You need me to do this? Like damn, dude, you ain't got nothing else to do with your life. <laughs> like now they gonna start like you know what I'm saying falling back a little bit like you know I thought I like this person but they just too like you know what I'm saying they got too much time for me and that might sound crazy to some people because you might think that's what people want that's what people like but the reality is we all want something that we feel like uh, we can't have a little bit that's right. what that's what the desire comes in so mm-hmm. you got to be willing to and I I ain't talking about on no fake shit where you faking like you busy. I mean, actually being busy and actually out here doing stuff, right. you you that personal value. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because nothing comes to people who wait, you know? Uh, and like, and you can't just sit around and think that, oh, you know, like, I got to lead today, so I'm going to wait and nurture this lead. You need to be loading that pipeline all the time. Like, you know what I mean? Just like, you know, going back to dating, like, I'm not sitting here saying that, like, if you go on a date, go, you know, out with 15 other guys or girls, but at the same time, like, you know, it, it there needs to be some type of value to yourself and your services that you're willing to walk away. You don't have to stay in this situation or stay right. on these. Right. And uh, something that you kind of, uh, I feel like it's a perfect segue you kind of mentioned, and I feel like this is the this is probably the biggest thing, and once again, in all fields. And you said, like, building a demand. And yes. I feel like this is such an important topic because, like, I'll talk to people. It's so funny. Like, I'll talk to people, and they'll be doing, like, all kinds of shit. It could be, like, podcasting. It could be, like, uh, merchandise. It could be clothing. And they'll say something like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to do this. Like, some huge thing, which is possible. But at the level they're at, I'm like, I'm going to be real with you. Like, why would they, why would the person you're trying to do, trying to partner with, why would they partner with you? There's no demand. You don't have like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to down talk you, but you don't have no demand. Nobody knows about you and nothing, nothing like that. Like, <laughs> it, it, even with myself, because I always, I'm always wearing like Puma tracksuits and shit. And people be like, man, you need to get that Puma deal. 
And I'd be like, you know what? I want that motherfucking Puma deal too, because I wear it so much. They need to I got you. I got you. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, but I'd be like, but I know being real, I need to build that demand up some more. So when they wanted, they could see it and they could be like, okay, if we partner with this person, it's gonna be beneficial for us. It's not just gonna be beneficial for him too. Cause you gotta think of it like that. Like when you go into these deals, at the end of the day, it needs to be beneficial for both parties. Right. Like you can, I think, I feel like people don't think like that though. They yeah. just think like, oh, it's for like, I want them to do it with me. It's like, okay, well, why would this person partner? What are they gonna get out of this partnering with you? Exactly. It's a, <laughs> it's a selfish, it's a selfish thing. And you see it drive, it, it's like, it's selfish, it's desperate. And you, and it drives a lot of people away that could possibly be good things because like, I mean, going back to dating and I related to that because like you gotta, I relate this kind of stuff to dating because I think if people have never been in a business negotiation and they're trying to get their business off the ground, like sometimes you can't really necessarily understand that, but everybody's been on a date, right? You know what I mean? And you're sitting there and like, nobody wants to go on a date and like, you know, you pick up, you get picked up or you pick somebody up and then they like literally jump all over you like, oh, we got to do it right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like there's no, there's <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> no value to that. Like literally like, it's like, oh, like I'm not, I'm not trying to please you. I don't give a shit. Like I didn't bring you flowers. Like I didn't care about your restaurant. Like I just jumped on you. Like, you know what I mean? And it's the same thing. Like when you're approaching people to do deals and to do partnerships, it's like, how does this make sense for both of us? How can I elevate your brand? How can I like uh, do some lead generation for you, add value to you? Like think about that and then do research on people. Like for example, you know, like if you see somebody like, like one thing that I'm, I'm big on that I used to talk about when I was in cars is reading the lead, right? So when a lead comes in, you can search the person on LinkedIn, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. Like if you follow me on Twitter, you already know what I like to a degree. Like if you, you know, getting to know the person and, and thinking about, okay, what is the angle that I can approach them at that would add value to them? You know, what would be an interest to them? And, you know, it's like, because once there's like a saying that the more you help people get what they want, the more that you get what you want, you know? And like, you have to get out of that mindset of everybody owes you some shit and think like, okay, you know, how can I, like, how can we be a power couple, you know, in the relationship? You know what I mean? Like not relation, but like the actual business partnership. It needs to be a power collaboration. You know, it can't be somebody just dragging along. You get what I'm saying? No, I, I, I understand that completely. That's that's so real. Right. Yeah. That's what makes Jay-Z and Beyonce so valuable, right? Yeah. I mean, right. 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 <laughs> and like people, I feel like when I, when I talk to people about uh, like this topic, a lot of times people will say, they'll be like, okay, like, how do I build a man? And like with you being in the, the sports industry, I'm pretty sure that answer is to your clients or whether you're on the field or the court, the best way to, to build a man is to do what you do on the court. Kill it first. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then everything else is going to lead after that. Right. Right? Well, that and like when it comes down from the business perspective, even going outside of sports, how you would go about building demand is first you want to make sure that you have a good product, right? So it's like to a degree, I always tell people, you know, before you walk out of the house, like, you know, people get are 
are like not confident about things when they know that they are honest with themselves about things. You can lie to yourself about everybody else. You can get on the back of the bus and finesse somebody and say, pick this car, any car, blah, blah, blah. But you know, at the end of the day, if your product is something of value or not. And you need to get right with your craft, get right with yourself and say, you know what, am I really adding value? And if you're not, that's okay. Go ahead and perfect that um, perfect that product or service or whatever case may be, get the knowledge that you need to. And then from there, you would start building uh, your profile, like, you know, doing thought leadership around that because we're in the age of social media. So um, you want to make sure that you're constantly speaking on those topics and sharing your expertise, putting your take on it, you know, and then uh, from from there, uh, you know, start building out the proper revenue channels, right? So like, no, again, going back to what you want. So building out you know, okay, we're going to do t-shirts, we're going to do hoodies, and then have the proper links and all that shit. So, you know, I don't know anything about clothing, but (laughs) you know what I'm saying? So making sure that, um, you know, your products or services are accessible to people, because then you have data, you know what I mean? Because there's no data without anything happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, period. So, like, um, that's one of the big things, too, about demand. You need to be measuring what you're doing. Like, if you know that you're putting out content or you know that you're putting out products, the market is talking to you. Listen to the market. Um, get out of your ego. Like, I'm, I'm a real big person on, like, even though you know me, I, I talk a lot of shit sometimes, like, on a personal level. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to business, my ego is, does not drive me. You know what I mean? The results drive me. Like the data drives me. The the like what the marketplace is saying to me drives me. And like if you want to build demand, you have to constantly be uh, measuring and um and trying to figure out exactly what your clients want and what they're saying to you. Um, you know, so that you can keep doing more of that. And then it it just builds like that. And then seek you know media opportunities and things like that, which is like a no brainer. But you know. Yeah you know, it's just really getting into your business. Like a lot of people, like, you know, especially when they're trying to collaborate with people, a lot of the focus is outward, right? And you can't control outward. You know, I can't control what Xavier is doing. Like I could be sitting there like, oh my God, I need people to like, I need to be valuable only if people invite me to their podcast. Like, you know what I mean? Like legit, or or like, oh, like, you know, so-and-so must promote me and endorse me. Like, it's like, okay, but am I in my business? You know, are you running your business? Run your business. That's how you build demand. Do yep. do what you do, right? You know? Right. And that's that's the same shit I tell people all the time. Like perfecting your craft is the number one way to build demand. Fuck all that. Cause I feel like people got it backwards in the social media era. They just think like whether I just promote myself and just keep posting on Twitter, keep posting on Instagram, like that's gonna build the demand. But if you ain't actually doing the work, none of that shit gonna really matter for real. And it, when you're doing the work, it's gonna make it so much easier for you to promote yourself and do those things. Right, because you even have something to talk about after that. Because when you look at like, you sitting there uh, just wanting people to show up and you're promoting yourself, promoting yourself, promoting yourself, what happens is you get a lead and then you mess it up because you don't know how to do it. You know yeah. what I mean? So imagine if I were sitting there and like I'm, I'm a numbers person, so I like to break my day into what and in, in type of percentages on what I'm working on things. And you know, promotion is on my list, but it's not high on my list because it's like the way I'm looking at it, it's like okay, I gotta actually do take care of stuff for clients. Um, and then also, I'm always reading, right? Like I'm always trying to figure out how to do things better, how to make, uh, how to make my products better. So 
you know, to a degree, um, you know, in order for you to be referable, you have to know what you're doing. Right. And you're not going to know what you're doing if you're constantly looking at other people, trying to get other people to endorse you and mention you and all that other shit like what are we doing here you know? what are we doing because man that's that's so real like i said it's because it's, it's so popular right now you will just see people they focus on they focus on marketing themselves more than they focus on perfecting their craft first yeah you know what i mean like, I when i was okay. um i remember when i first started my um firm and uh i, re I remember like this lady at the country club that like we're both a member of, I was like, you know, she was like, well, Chrissy, why don't you promote yourself more? Why don't you do this? Why did you? Cause I was like, cause I'm still learning. And I wasn't afraid to say that. Like, I wasn't afraid to sit there and say, Hey, like, I, because I want to make sure that I know exactly what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know, I want to make sure I have some success stories first before I sit out here, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> just like, on my reputation or something right. like that, you know yeah and that's and that, and that makes sense like it, but once again it's a lot of people they don't really understand that that uh simple concept and then but they don't understand if you keep marketing yourself or promoting yourself and you eventually get an opportunity to do a big deal but you actually suck at your craft you pretty long term you fucking up your situation because nobody else gonna do any deals with you because everybody like the streets talk people talk yeah. i do a deal with so-and-so Man, he a good marketer, but when we did the that shit, man, he was trash. Yeah. And now everybody knows this about you. I know, especially in the age of social media. So it's like, it could make or break you essentially. And that's why like, it's best to just be as straightforward what you can and to always be ready for that moment. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Hey, you should be waking up. If you don't have leads, if you don't have anything to do, um, if your business is struggling, you need to wake up every single day and basically kind of rehearse yourself hitting the winning the game winning shot right you know what i mean like when when it's time when that game is on the line and the perfect client comes through or whatever you want to be ready for that moment you don't want to be sitting there oh i, I gotta go get my shorts right and you and it's gonna be hard to be prepared if all your what you thought was what you thought was preparing was just posting on fucking social media Cause it's this, not <laughs> right because this it's a lot of like i realized it's a lot of confusion going on out here like it's people think people got some fucked up idea in their mind and i can't really blame them for it because i see what's going on like people mm -hmm. think all right followers and, and equate to to somebody that's good at business that's just, <laughs> that's, just that's just mark that's just marketing like okay this person that person just may be a good marketer but being a good marketer or having a lot of a lot of followers don't mean you good at business at all. Right. Being having little followers don't mean you bad at business. I know people yeah. with little following that's fucking killing it, and you oh, have no idea. Millions aren't even on social media. Aren't even on so exactly. So it's like that's why I, I try to get people to understand that, like, because you'll get some people, like people. We in the we in the age right now where people will try to find out what your social media handle is just so they can find out how to treat you. You know what I mean? Like, okay, what's your, what, what's your name on Instagram? A lot. <laughs> I bet, I believe it. Like, I feel like in every industry that happens, what's your name on, okay, let me look him up. Oh, he got X amount of followers. Okay, all right, all right I'm gonna treat him accordingly. All right, right, what's your name on social media? All right, you only got a couple hundred. Oh, you ain't shit. Not even knowing this person is a dude that's, or the girl that you really need to know. This is the person that's really doing it, but they just don't give a fuck about posting on social media. 
exactly. And there's a whole lot of people who don't promote their business on social media and can't promote their business. Like, you know what I mean? Like you get into the finance world and stuff like that that's heavily regulated. Like you you can't go out there and say and and tweet, you know, interest rates. It's not going to happen. You know, um, something else, something else I've seen you talk about. I can't remember the exact quote you said, but you were talking about uh, competition. And you were saying mm-hmm. people people basically worry too much about competition. I said, I need to find it. You remember, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About um, basically, you know, like they think that, you know, everybody's, you know, comp- like competition is think it's going to like resonate with people. And all right, stuff. right. Yeah, yeah. I just want you to go, on, go in on that. Yeah, like, number one, like, I kind of tweeted that because, like, I saw somebody talking about the market was, like, oversaturated with this or that. And I was always ask that shit. Yeah, and I'm thinking to myself, like, what does that have anything to do with what type of value that you bring to the table? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, I always think about things, like, when I approach things, and and I hate to say it like this, women and minorities sometimes have been guilty of it a lot. And, you know, you know, like, because a lot of times when you've been oppressed or you like a lot of times you want to be the person in the space you know what i mean and not let others into the space and you have to think about like you know if you're worried about competition you're just not confident enough in your business you know you're you you already know that like going back to like what i said about what you know deep in your heart about your products or your service you know that you're not making a grade you know that you're not adding as much value as you can. You know that you're not the best person in the marketplace, and but you may have been benefiting because you were the only person in the marketplace. But now, like, when somebody else steps into it, now you're, like, so scared about this or that or the other coming in because it's, it's forcing you to look at yourself to do better or if you don't want to do better, you just are going to, like, you know, disappear and like you know when it comes down to it like competition if you get afraid of competition you need to look within you know because like people you sitting there like if you go play out out a basketball game or whatever case may be you can't expect the other nine players to like just go in the locker room and let you win you can't you know what I mean like you're just out here on, on on the court by yourself and that's the only way that you can win things like you need to be able to show yourself on a daily basis that you can bring value to the marketplace that you're a force to be reckoned with to the marketplace and the way I look at life is I hate to say it I don't think about like competing with people I think about I hate to say it like you know, kind of like dominating, like, you know what I mean? Like when I, like, like, I mean, I think about things, think <laughs> I think about, about things things. differently. Yeah. Like, I mean, cause I think about like, okay, like if you go start this, this and this, I'm like, and I'm about your firm and I'm about your firm and I'm about like, literally I'm going to eat your lunch. Like legit. Like, you know what I mean? Like to the point that like, when you, when you think about a space, you're going to think about me. Like legit, right. like, 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 you know what I mean? I'm like, I think about domination, dog. Like, I don't think about, oh, you know, so-and-so. And I don't think anybody on the planet, like, when I, when I think about when I set out to do something, like, I don't see anybody in my way. Mm. I don't care how long you've been there. Like, you know what I mean? Just like when I cold called the, you know, the CEO IMG, I'm like, listen, like, well, he wasn't the CEO, he's the chairman. But, like, I don't look at myself as operating from a place of deficit. Mm-hmm. And people need to and people need to really check themselves because anytime that you feel insecure, it's a you thing. 
that ain't a that ain't a market thing. That that's nothing but a you thing and what you know that you can't compete with. Like, so you need to ask yourself, what value do I need to bring? What knowledge do I need to learn? What can I do to that I will feel comfortable dominating the marketplace? Mm. Period. That's game. That's, that's game. That's game right there. And uh like how how the way I see it is, I just look at it as Instead of people trying to be worried about what other people are doing, I just look at it as you got to focus on being the best version of yourself, whatever that means. Yeah. Whatever that means in your head or whatever, however you can visualize it down the line, whatever that version is, focus on being that person, like every single day. Like the moment, I feel like the moment you put energy towards what other people are doing and watching them, it kind of stops what you got going on or, or fucks you up mentally. <laughs> right and so i just worry about like focus on yourself and building that because whenever you focus on yourself and you really striving to be that best version of yourself you're gonna be fucking dominating nine times out of ten exactly <laughs> you know what i'm saying you're really giving your all to it you're like right. you look, you're looking back it's like you driving the car you racing the car and you in front of somebody and you like you fucking <laughs> look back you all in the uh turn of your neck that motherfucker gonna pass you up you got to keep looking forward. You looking straight forward. Like I'm not looking at this person. That yeah. I, but like you, like I feel like that's 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 super powerful because people have that that fucked up mentality when it comes to competing. But like you said, it comes from a, a deficit and an insecureness that they're dealing with themselves. You got to fix that first anyway. Right, and you need to be telling yourself every single day. Like I said, and I think one of the biggest things that um you know again when I started out. Um, and not just in sports, but just in business. And one of my mentors said, like, you know, you're not confident because you're not prepared. And I think, like, to a degree, like, people aren't prepared. Like, they're not prepared for the marketplace. They're not prepared to sit there and get another customer. They're not prepared to market. They're not prepared to do shit. So at that point, any type of disruption to the marketplace is going to upset their entire, entire equilibrium. And, like, is that a market problem? That's a you problem. You feel me? <laughs> like, hey, you know what I feel like right now? I feel like that meme when they be like, Disney, spin. <laughs> that's a bar. That's hey, that's that's real talk. That's a you problem. That's man. I'm a, that's gonna be the headline of the show right there. I'm gonna have to put that that's gonna be the, the uh first snippet of the show right there. That's a, that's real talk. Like I used to go old equilibrium gonna be up. If you ain't pre- if you ain't prepared, you're not gonna be confident. It's yeah. easy, man, so the best way for you to be confident, and I feel like once again, this applies to everything, like anything. The best way to be confident is to prepare yourself. Whether it's that on a on a test for school, academics, if you gotta, you know, what I'm saying, if you're not, a lot of times when you go into tests like unconfident, not confident, it's because you ain't been studying it. Exactly. <laughs> With anything, listen, whether it's a date or anything, if you're not prepared, your confidence may not be there most of the time it's not gonna be there so you gotta prepare yourself for anything yeah and you have to literally go through it like I think one of the things that I always do um is I go through things like mentally and and I go through things um you know before like I rehearse I role play like even if I have to Mm -hmm. role play with my mirror right so like your mirror just isn't for twerking to the baby man you know I'm just (laughs) I'm just kidding (laughs) but like you know Literally, like, do you play out the negotiation? Do you play Mm -hmm. out, like, what you're going to say to the customer? Do you play out, like, how you want to be in the marketplace and how you want to be seen? And I literally think about it and I write it down and I 
and I literally play it out from start to finish. And I've always done that. You know what I mean? I thought that I used to need to do it because I thought I was a little slow, <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> you know? like, but yeah. what's funny about that, what you just said, though, I think uh, like carrying yourself like that is the best way to do it because when you become overconfident you miss steps so like a lot of times when you carry yourself like hey, you just said I'm, I'm a little slow like I say that a lot too I'd be like hey like I'll be talking to Dion I'd be like you know I'm kind of slow for real but <laughs> like in my mind I'll say that just so I don't skip over anything like I'll have I'll have her I'll read something and I'll have her read it twice yeah like this is the most basic shit why you have me read this and I'd be like, you know, I'm slow just to, like, I know I'm not missing nothing, but just in case. Like, I try to treat everything like that. Like, at the most basic form, I'm the slowest motherfucker in the world. I'm going yeah. I'm to, I'm like, that's, I'm going to go over here. I'm not going to skip. I, I treat myself like that, so I'm not going to skip no steps. I'm not going to become overconfident. I'm not going to underestimate anything. I'm going to yeah. be like, like, if you the, like, when anything, if you feel like you're the weakest or the slowest, you always going to, like, overdo it everything yeah. just so you can win that's me though, right even though i know i'm not in my head i when i go in certain situations i act like i am just so i could be like hey everything every, i got all my uh t's crossed all my eyes dotted bro i ain't playing right. no things <laughs> i feel like it's the best way it is when you look at the greats like there's um like diana tarazi once told um a, a magazine they asked her like why was she so good and she was like because i don't feel like i'm good you know what I mean like legit I, she was talking about she practices like to that degree because she doesn't feel good enough and like to think to hear somebody like Diana Taurasi which is I guess like our, the arguably goat. the goat right and you like even hear Michael Jordan it's like the difference between like an amateur and professional is repetition and like you literally have to sit there and repeat and go over things and be diligent and be detail oriented. And again, like going back to people wanting to market themselves, you put the cart before the horse, like I'm just not that way. Like, I'm just like, listen, like we have to get things right. Like Jaden Oriema said, like you can't uh, practice till you can't get it wrong. That's just like been always my mentality. Like, you know, you sit there and show up into a room thinking that, hey, you know, all these deals went that way. And you look at like, like when, when think, things crumble, right? You look at Lehman Brothers, you look at the Hoover Vacuum Company, all these too big to fail entities and why they fail is because people get comfortable. People, people, people assume like, oh, you know, I'm Lehman Brothers. We'll, we'll never go out of business. I can make these risky moves. Like, no, you can't. You got to stick to the basics. You got to stick to what works. Mm -hmm. Man, that's it. That, <laughs> that, that thrive for for perfection it lasts a lifetime it never yeah. stops so yeah like, i'm sitting here like i got i got a pen i got a notebook right here like people can't see us because you know this is audio but at the same time like even though i'm being interviewed i i brought a pen to this just in case you say something and i don't want to mess it up like you know what i mean like and i want to you, you know what i mean like i want to make sure i'm answering stuff right like be prepared yeah, <laughs> you gotta be man being prepared it's the it's the it's the like the like the uh cliche they got. They say proper preparation beats uh poor performance. Yeah. You'll be surprised how many people and you you've done deals and stuff like that and done all types of business transactions. And it's like how many people have you seen come to a meeting without a notebook? It happens it happens more times than not. Like, literally, how do you come to a meeting about money without a notebook? It happens a lot. Well, you just sit there like, mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't, 
And that's what, and that, and that's what people say. Oh, I'm going to remember. You'd be like, nigga, all right. Yeah, <laughs> you ain't going to remember none of this, man. Stop, stop lying. But that's that's the thing, though. A lot of times people, like, people play play games with stuff a lot. Yes. Like, it's, and that's and that was one of those things that you could tell, like, who's serious and who and who's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, who be who, who BS and who really like on that shit, not playing no games. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so and uh, something something else I want to talk about was before before we ended it, I want to talk about because you know it's a lot of it's a thing out here. They talk about athletes going broke, and mm-hmm. a lot of times people be surprised and like, damn, how the fuck can somebody that make this much money be broke? And uh, CJ McCollum, the guard for the Blazers, he came out and said a third. And his he think a third of NBA players doesn't pay check to paycheck. Yeah, people was like, "What?" And I'm like, "I mean, people, people, I don't, people feel like have have a hard time believing it." But I'm I'm like, it's just like your everyday person that has a nine to five. They just just because they make a lot of money doesn't mean that their expenses is the same as yours. They make a lot of money and they got a hundred x expenses compared to you. So it's the it's the same thing essentially. So, like, one of the, the ways that people, it's a lot of ways to go broke, number one. Mm-hmm. And then number two, like, like first you got to understand, and I don't want to, like, go into a big soapbox, but, like, number one, the average career span of an athlete, all, all sports included, is 3.5 years, right? So you think about it, you're getting paid this money, like, where you and I will go to work for 40 years, you're getting all your money that you're going to make in your career and just say, in 3.5 years. So that's how you kind of got to look at like playing contracts, endorsement deals, this like that, because you're going to be valuable to the marketplace for 3.5 years. And that's why, and that's why you're getting this money up front. So like another thing, and this is why I do what I do is like, because we got to get athletes away from thinking about like, they're playing is the end of their career. Like your career, like like what, there's a statistic that says millennials will have about four or five careers in their lifetime, right? So, and it's the same thing with our athletes. You have to be well, be ready to pivot, right? So like there's that element. So you start with the 3.5 years and you got a couple million dollars or whatever the, however much you sign for you make during your playing career. Um, and like, if you don't understand taxes, like that's that's one way that a lot of people go broke because if you don't understand taxes and you're making a lot of money like you're gonna go broke pretty quick because like if you don't have the proper accounting uh, accounting person around you accountant sorry messed up that word but if you don't have the proper accountant around you then you know you're gonna be thinking that you have way more money than you actually do you know what i'm saying so that's another thing so that goes back to building that team and then um a lot of times and and not just athletes do this you see people like this that's new to money and like they make just say $250,000 a year and then they spend $350,000 a year. But you know what I mean? So that's, that's your own personal financial management thing too. Um, so like, and then also understanding, and like I said, this is high level. I'm not going into anything specific, but I just want to give people just like a little understanding of why this happens. Like not truly understanding how your contract is written um, is another thing. So like, if your like if your contract is written in a way that like that uh has uh certain stipulations that that like accesses more money so just say you sign for just say Xavier signs for 115 million dollars but technically you are only guaranteed 
30 million dollars and then the rest like you know what i mean so it's like like understanding how your contract is written so that you can get as much money guaranteed as possible and then um try to get the money that's not um and, and get the money just try to 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 stay away from um type of stipulation type of bonus type of things right. like I'm not gonna get into it because like i feel like it might go over people's heads like i'm trying to explain it in like a really no, go ahead, go like ahead. Way. Like, I'm trying to explain in a layman's way, but just understand how your contract is written. And a lot of people don't understand how their contract is written. They literally get a document and, you know, and they don't, they trust just say the person that read it, their agent or whatever the case may be, and they don't truly, you know, get it. And then understanding the fees that are associated with it. So, you know, um, managers, marketing agents, uh, what is it, publicists, um uh agents everybody has a fee right plus taxes like so then so you have to understand that like this money that's coming out making sure that you're negotiating with each vendor that you're using for all this stuff of that like you actually see your check before you start paying people right you know what i'm saying like that's another thing so like if you got 15 percent coming out here 10 percent coming out here five percent coming out there three percent coming out there like you roll that all together then you realize like you don't have much money left you know what i'm saying so it's just really like kind of like this is why like i really cannot stress enough like athletes being involved in the process and understanding exactly like what's going on with their brand what's going on with their money how contracts are written how uh the the documents that they're signing with these vendors um and when i say vendors i mean like you know the people around them understanding those those uh agreements just so that you truly understand okay, this is what's coming home to me. Does that make sense? That made perfect sense. Okay. <laughs> At the end of the day, that's being the, the CEO of your life. Yeah. You know, and, and when you have the, the right representation around you too is, uh, you know, I, I hate to say it, I'm not trying to knock it. And it's really hard for people because they've had like friends and family around them. And like, to a degree, like when you're trying to get somewhere, like, you know, you might promise people this, that, and the other, and then people try to come and collect on it once you hit a certain, you know, when you hit the league or whatever, but, um, really having the right person around you to, uh, basically kind of educate you, in a way, uh, like I think that's another big role that um, that I take a responsibility of the players that I'm working with is literally like educate the person, like because a kid that's 18 or a kid that's 22 or a kid that's 26, like may not that may not be on their radar right now. You know what I'm saying? It might be on your radar at 31, but it may not be on your radar at 24. So you have to like we have to. This is why I believe that we need to have more black and and, and uh, brown people in the industry because it's like we can't keep our uh, keep on looking at these kids as meal tickets and you know what I mean and and, and little little products you know what I mean like educate the client that's a part of your job <laughs> you know what I mean tell them what they what they need to be looking out for you know what I mean so it's it's just that kind of thing education especially when it comes to money it's the it's the it's the it's the hands down it's the most important thing when it comes to money being educated yeah. 
because when you look at when you look at our community just as a black community um you know like part of the reasons why we are the way we have been is because of lack of education and how they denied education like think about that like back in the 1800s like uh during slavery it used to be illegal for black people to uh know how to read that's how powerful education is and it's like you know if you don't know what you don't know you can get taken out here like, easy easy and i feel like you know yeah no no that's facts and like how i see it because like i recently just started seeing things like a little differently especially when it comes to time because it's like a lot of times i'll hear people say things like because obviously right now we, we got a lot of times a lot of uh athletes or entertainers entrepreneurs whatever they get fucked in whatever industry they in as far as contractually and I'll hear people make statements such as like saying like, okay, we're not progressing as a people, this and that. And like, I used to agree with that stance, but now I'm like, cause I see time differently. I totally disagree with it. Cause I'm like, yo, you got to think of it. 50 in the fifties and the sixties, we was pretty much like segregated and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jim Crow. Then before that, you know what I'm saying? Like you motherfuckers couldn't even read and stuff. I'm like, yeah. It's 2020 now. We're doing business. A lot of us doing business on a big scale. A lot of people making millions and millions of dollars. I'm like, that's a long way from that. And I'm like, and that's only a 50, 60, 70 year time span. Like 60, 70 years may seem like a long ass time, but on the grand scale, yeah. of like the human, I mean the the world's universe, that's like a blink of a fucking eye. Yeah. So it's like, just imagine where we're gonna be from 70, 80. You know what I'm saying? But we we really, my point, what I'm trying to say is, we really like our generation, we really like the first generation at scale to be doing those things we doing. Like, you know, we had past generations where it'd be like a select few, like, but we like the first generation where it's like all of us collectively kind of gathering this mentality at the same time. Yeah. Still the most don't, but it's still like it's happening. Cause I talk to, like, I talk to a lot of like uh, people's particularly in the music industry like just yesterday, I had a, a producer hit me up, and he's one of the biggest producers in the music industry right now. He just hit yeah. me up and like, yo, just just saluting what I'm doing and see what I'm doing because I talk about money a lot. So they want to know more things and stuff, and it caught me off guard. But people <laughs> people are always watching, but they let me know that because if you've seen this person, if I, I I'm not gonna say his name, but if people if I said his name, people wouldn't expect that out of this out of this person probably. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. And when you look at even like the music industry and like, even though sometimes it comes off a little crass when I say it on Twitter is like, you know, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. Right. And like, agree. another thing that um, I just didn't mention, but like research is a huge thing in negotiation, right? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like, so in order to research, research is another word for education. Uh, you know what I mean? Educating yourself. And, you know, when it comes down to like being an athlete, um, being a musician or whatever case may be, like, you know, it's your job to educate yourself um like the industry educate yourself on the contract that you're reading i don't care if you paid somebody to read the contract for you you better get you better read that contract (laughs) you know what i mean like legit read the damn contract like like period like i don't care what you have to like spend time turning off you know um and and our generation and and this is i love being alive right now because you see so many black millennials it's really interesting to me during this time you see so many black millennials not hurting like legit you see so many black millennials talking about (laughs) like like seriously like it's not us it's like like
millennials are changing the game, man. Like legit, because we're so educated. Yes. We're so we're so thirsty for knowledge and like and and how we can get better and and things like that. Like, you know, like you know, I, I got I got some theories on some other things, but that I can't say on here. But like at the same time, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Say, say, you know, this, this, whatever you're comfortable saying, say, you know, there's no filter. I don't but I'm just saying, I think that's why, to a degree, like a lot of lot of people, you know, uh, are feeling some type of way because it's like black millennials, like, I don't know who, they, who they're talking to. And, and it, it's like when a lot of these wild, you know, politicians get on here, but it's like black millennials are not hurting. I don't know what data you're looking at. Get on black Twitter. Then you'll, <laughs> then, then you'll find the data. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and this is a topic I haven't discussed on here, but I, I see, I, I definitely understand what you're saying. It seems like there's this, there's this, I don't know who it is, but it's like a vibe out there. It's like they want, they want us to believe that we broke for for whatever reason, whether they want us to stay broke, that we don't got money. It's a lot of people that fall into the trap because you'll get people, you'll see something on Twitter that'll be like, they'll say, it, it, say it'll be like a, a, a news article come out with something saying like X amount of people got X amount of dollars. You'll get somebody that's young that might say, who? We broke. And I'm always like, yo, speak for yourself. Because me, the people that I talk to, the people that I'm around, I, the people that I have on this podcast, they got some different to say about that. So I'm like, I know, I know. And there's so many other people out there that's low key about it, that's doing well themselves. That's probably like, what the fuck? Like, why is this narrative being pushed like that? I feel like it's a bad, I feel like they need to push more of the story on the people that's winning. Cause that's gonna show people like, oh, this person 24, 25, they winning? Oh, that mean I can do that too. Cause sometimes yeah. when you're young, you don't expect to win because you don't really see that. You 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 expect to lose because it's that narrative so pushed. When you're young, you're supposed to struggle. You're supposed to be, you know, what I'm mm-hmm. saying, in the mud, struggling. Well, you can be feeding the mud, but you ain't got to be struggling. Exactly. You know exactly. Because you know, when I first started making good decisions with my life, like um, when I because I will be the first to tell people I used to be a straight up certified deadbeat you know what I mean like you know around the ages of 21 22 but when I like I started doing things and I was broke because I was taking care of business you know what I mean like taking care of business when you're broke and I'm not talking about just paying bills but I mean like investing in myself um I started investing in myself self-education I started joining um you know country clubs things like that and it was like I at the time I was like 21 I had a smaller check than I do now but it's like I was spending time on investing in myself and I think to a degree like you know people th- there's like a difference between broke and broke if that makes sense like there's like so it's like and, and like and when it comes down to a lot of these statistics that a lot of people like to talk about black females are the most educated group in the uh, country black females are the largest growing entrepreneurship group in the country black females account for 432 billion dollars in um you know like uh revenue like in in the country so all these people can't be that broke you know what i mean and i think it's like this narrative around politics that it's like you know i don't want you to save me i don't care what you say the way i look at life is like anybody that's offering you something wants to control you period point blank like legit you think about you think about your parents right think about your parents like (laughs) Everything is taken care of because you have no freedom. Mm-hmm. Right? Everything is taken care of. 
Yeah, so, but, but you got at the at the end of the day, like you said, your for your freedom. A lot of times, it's not there for real. Everything yeah. is in control. Yeah. They take care of everything, as I, they should. But you know, what I'm saying, I get I get exactly what you're saying. Well, I think it's just a time for us black people and, you know, like younger black people that are coming up just to really understand how much power that they have, how much yep. power they have via social media, um, how much access that they have. Like people always talk about, oh, I don't have access. You have an internet. Like me, you met on Twitter. Like, yep. like, 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 what are you talking about access? Like you could literally transform your life in 60 to 90 days by properly using the internet. Don't tell me about access you don't have. You know what I mean? Like right now, like it's and, just, and yeah. I was just gonna say I, the, the access part is, is what probably pisses me off the most. And, I don't, and I'm, I'm not, anybody that knows me knows I'm the type that nothing really makes me mad. Like I'm the most laid back person ever. Like I, hey. <laughs> uh, my, my girl will tell you, she'll be like, I can't even count. She was like, I don't even, we've been together so long. I don't even remember you ever being mad for real. I like, I, like it's a, it's a, it takes a lot for me to get upset, but things like that, when I see people say the access part, because I know, like, and I always try to, like, make sure, like, okay, am I missing something? Am mm -hmm. I, like, you know what I'm saying? But I, I know just from social media and stuff like that, that, that already, that gap, you know what I'm saying? The access, you got access now. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? You, it, it's really no excuses because you can yeah. reach out to so many people. The information is there. You got YouTube. So that's that's access to me. As long as you can get the information, you got access. And yeah. nobody's cut off from getting the information. Exactly. And you look at these tools like social media and things like that. We're talking about creating a demand. Dude, it's in the palm of your hand. Like legit, nobody, when you get up on the internet, like especially if you just say put your brand logo out there, nobody knows if you're black, white, Hispanic, any, like, you know what I mean? Or female or male. Like, I think that we have to sometimes like kind of retrain ourselves, like, and get rid of these, like, kind of like limiting beliefs of the social constructs, if that makes sense. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. It's a lot of times like, you know, like look at your situation like am I really in the situation that I think I'm in you know it's like and you really have to understand that like as long as you have the internet you have options <laughs> you know the internet is the great equalizer dog like legit you could literally do whatever be whoever you want to with an internet connection <laughs> you know something I've learned that things are things are never as bad as you may think they are and things are never as good as you may think they are so yeah. to always keep that, that level head and know at the end of the day that, but know at the end of the day, I can still do whatever I want. I still confident enough to fix whatever situation I'm in. So, but a lot, like you said, it's a narrative being pushed, especially on like younger, younger minorities that, oh man, y'all with the, y'all with the bot, y'all like at the bottom feet. Y'all don't got access. Y'all don't got money. Y'all don't got nothing. And it's like, yo, like, who the fuck, like, like, <laughs> Like, like, cause I look at everything on the psychology like level for real. So when I hear that, I'm like, why? What's the purpose? Like, what's the message they trying to get in our heads? Like, cause if people believe that, they're gonna act like. It. And if you act like you have no money, you have no access to money, you have you gonna, you know what I'm saying? You gonna be out here doing crazy shit, out here carrying yourself like a low self esteem person. Exactly. Exactly. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So that 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 conversation always like. I'm like, what the? That's what I tell. I tell people all the time, like, man, we can do whatever we want. We got access to money. We got money. It's just what we do. We gotta be right by. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, because literally, like, you're wearing a hoodie right now. I'm over here wearing some 
tacky uh, t-shirt. But like, yeah. like if I put on a dress, comb my hair, you take off your hoodie, you know what I mean? And you put on a suit. Me, you walk into a business deal. Nobody's going to look at us funny. Nope. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you got to carry yourself as what you want. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, when I, like another thing, when I started changing my life, when I was even in the corporate world, like I used to kind of like come in and I was like kind of, you know, sometimes I would dress up and then sometimes I wouldn't. But when I started wearing suits every day, and even at that time, like I said, I'm just, you know, um, internet person. But once I put on a suit and once I put on a dress and all that, all of a sudden I started to see opportunity. I started to see revenue streams. I started to see creativity. You know what I mean? Because I started to act and be the person that I saw myself as. You know what I mean? Later on in life, you know, because it's like what people don't realize, I always think, that people always say fake it till you make it and then they get like this wrong idea about it because they're like oh yeah you know i'm gonna go rent a lambo like and then and then sell courses you know and that's not faking it till you make it it's really like you you have to become it you have to become it or like it comes to you like and i don't know it's not as sexy as fake it till you make it but it's it's like you have to become like whatever it is that you want to attract and what you want to like become into and you need to take action on that every single day like going back to creating demand like if you're if you want to have a thriving business you don't wake up every single day like i don't know what to do with my hands i don't know what to do it ain't nothing to do <laughs> like, you know? You know what I'm saying? Like, you get yourself up with some purpose. Like, you know what I'm saying? And you sit at your desk at eight and you work on finding some leads or, you know, working on your craft. You have a day. Like, like a day that you start and you end. Until, mm. until you know, it's, shit starts popping. Mm. It, you know? I, I feel that. And I feel <laughs> that we even, like, we you mentioned the fake until you make it. I feel like people, when they hear that term, for, for however long it's been a saying, I feel like people have been fooled into thinking that has something to do with the exterior stuff surrounding you. The fake it till you make it in this basic form is talking really about interior. Yes. The way you carry yourself, the way you think, you fake that mentality, you fake that 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 charisma, that confidence. Yeah. So you actually believe it and that's actually who you are. It ain't got nothing to do, like you said, it ain't got nothing to do with written some bullshit trying to <laughs> fake it to other people it's yeah. about faking it to yourself until yourself believe what you putting out and then yeah. you ain't gotta fake it no more yeah <laughs> but yeah. people think it's some people think they hear that and they think oh yeah I'm, let me like you said let me go get this lambo let me go rent a mansion so people like yo that ain't got shit to do buy with some followers. <laughs> right buy some, right buy some followers like yo that ain't got nothing that ain't faking it till you make it that's just called that's just bullshit it is it is and then like it, then when the pro proper opportunity comes about you're not ready because you you weren't ever working on that person and you think about kobe kobe will do the same thing over and over and over and oh. over and relive that moment in his head of of him hitting that game winning shot and being ready at every different uh, angle on the court and you have to do that with your business. Like when you open up a business, and I think they, I think another thing that social media does people a disservice is they think that, uh, like you said, they equate it with success, and they think that there's nothing that they can really offer the world unless, like, you know, somebody's acknowledging them. You know what I mean, or something like that. And it's like you don't win championships in the arena with fans. You win championships at practice. Wow. <laughs> like, no, fans, but no fans there. 
Yeah, nobody. Like literally where you're sitting there throwing the ball. Like I remember like, cause I played softball. And, and when I tell you when I first became a pitcher, um, and I remember this like in eighth grade, like they have you throw the ball against the wall. Like legit, this is the first thing that teaches you how to pitch, right? So it's not, it is not like the whole wine thing, right? So like literally, like people would think, oh, you know, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Like I would literally have to sit there from 3.30 to 6.30 and I would just throw the ball at the wall, throw the ball at the wall. Chrissy, like, can I get some water? Nope, throw the ball at the wall, throw the ball at the wall, throw the ball at the wall. Then, and then like week three, they add like a, a underhand movement. So it's like, it was literally like step by step by step by step by step. And then it was like so much repetitiveness. But when I actually got into a game, it made a lot more sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like people think that like being present is like being present, like, oh yeah, you know, in that moment of like something happening. But it's like being present is, is understanding to the steps that you need to constantly take. You know what I'm saying? Like through to the journey. Does that make sense? No, that that's real. That makes that that's that's Sometimes that's, I feel like I explain stuff back. No, so. no, you explain that you explain that perfectly. Like how they got the saying even when they talk about wars, they always say the war is won before the war. You know, mm-hmm. it's one in the preparation and all that shit. So that's just like everything else. You gotta like just Kobe is the perfect example, man. You you'll get people when Kobe was at his peak and he was practicing three o'clock in the morning, practicing three times a day, you'll get people saying, Damn, he Kobe, he like he the number he the best player. Why he still doing all that? Because that that's how he became the best player. So why would he you know what I'm saying? That's why would he, he you gotta do those things to to, to prepare yourself. That's major. Right. And the real ones know, like, to be honest with you, work really starts when you get what you want. Like, mm. like people don't realize that. Like, people think the work is like before you get what you want. Like, just say you go marry somebody. Like, the work is to not get divorced. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, so you still got to go tooted and booted sometimes. You know what I mean? You still got to, like, you know, bring that A, A1, you know, make a person feel good about themselves. You still got to listen to them. You feel me? Hey, hey, you, (laughs) you spin. That's, hey, that's, that's some real shit. Like, and that's another thing that applies to everything. The work, the work. Put the grandma panties on, man. Like, you know. <laughs> the work, the work starts when you start when you win. When you start winning, that's when the real work starts. Cause you gotta make. Cause now you want to maintain it. Like that's just relationship, business, whatever it is. And so many people, it's the opposite. They took their foot off the gas. That's why so many people get divorced. Cause it's just yeah. that feeling that oh, I got her, I got him. I ain't gotta, you know what I'm saying? I ain't gotta put my best foot forward. Yeah. Like no, y'all. When that when that marriage happened, you jump that broom. That's when you really gotta be putting that best foot forward to maintain it and keep it yeah because think about it too like when you shooting it by yourself in the gym ain't no targets on your back you own you know what i mean but once you start getting up that ladder the moment you get drafted the moment you win the championship like that's when people oh i gotta take so oh, I gotta, <laughs> you right, know right you know? stop and if you can if you have that mentality oh I'm, I'm here already i won that's the moment they're gonna start busting your ass Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yep. ain't that guy no more. You ain't that person no more. It's like, oh yeah, he he was he he ain't got the hunger in him. He, man, that's so real. That's I'm it's glad like you said. The, the WBA draft was yesterday, right? So Sabrina, like, them vets gonna come for her, fam. Like Every literally, time. like they like they gonna come for her ass, like period. Because it's like, you know, like when she first started at Oregon, people wasn't checking. Like, literally, so it's, like, that's that's what people need to understand about, like, business or whatever the case may be. Like, the, the more 
the more you succeed, the more work it becomes, man. Mm, that's she's she gonna have to prove. She's she gonna have to prove to them that she worth that number one pick. Prove it. Period. She's really gonna have to prove it. And then when she become that MVP and that champion, you got to prove that you that person. You know, exactly. it don't stop. But you got to be. You got to that. That's but that's why we preach and we talk about actually like enjoy what you're doing because mm -hmm. when you winning. When you winning, the work is not only does it get easier, it gets harder because you got to go harder now. But if you actually don't, if you don't enjoy it, you gonna be like, man, do I really fuck it? I don't even want to do this no more anyway. <laughs> if you enjoy it, you are gonna take on that extra work and be like, all right, I'm gonna go harder. I'm gonna go harder. I'm gonna go harder until I don't want to do it no more or I can't do it no more. Exactly. Exactly. That's heavy. That's all. Man, that's heavy right there. That's a bar. That's 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 <laughs> that's some real shit. That's some real shit. And this it's uh I got one more thing I want to go over before we end it. And this kind of off topic, but this is something I remember you telling me when I was in Cleveland and you were what you was pretending you worked at BMW. And I feel like I know I know for a fact people don't know this. You <laughs> told me a story on <laughs> you told me a story on how you was working. Y'all had at the car dealership, you said y'all was like I forgot. I, well, tell me how you said y'all became like the number one like in a region. Like, what was y'all doing? Oh, that was at Bernie Marino Companies. When so oh. number one, so like when when we like you talking about the Maserati deals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Ever since you told me that, I'm like, yo, what the hell? Like, I didn't even know car dealerships could do that. Yeah. So, bottom line, like with so number one, like, and not to get too deep into the weeds of the car business. Right. Right. Like, right. Back, like, I don't know if you can still do this now, but back when I was uh, coming up, like, when I was uh, at uh, Bernie Marino Companies, you could, uh, like, dealers, you get paid, uh, like, bonuses on volume, okay? So I hope I'm explaining this right. So it makes sense for you, it would behoove you to discount the cars, right? Because it's like, to a degree, you paying for a floor plan, you paying for all this shit. And then it's like, you know, so at that point, we were like, we had Infinities going for like one ninety nine. We had Maseratis going for like what was it three ninety nine, three seventy five. You know what I'm saying? Like, like uh, I, for the uh, for the uh, what was that other one? I forget the Quattroporte. It was like five ninety nine. You know what I mean? And like I think like people don't understand to a degree like that you could drive a luxury car for like a low price. But yeah. like that's why, that's why I want to bring this up because I'm like I know people don't know this and they go into these cars you got a lease and i think one of our one things and like i hope our people are waking up to but like we have to get out of that mentality of thinking that we have to own everything for it to truly be ours like if you paying for it just like girls used to say back in the day my hair is mine if i paid for it and that's the whole thing that people need to understand about the lease game so like you know the lease is gonna build your credit better and then on top of that like you're only paying for a percentage that you use on the vehicle so at that point like think about it a car is a depreciating at uh asset as soon as that car is driven off the lot, like it drops like $10,000 in value just by driving it off the street, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you can you can pay for what you use on a car in a lease and then like only pay like a key of payment on it. Like, right. You feel me? So. Right. Yeah, that's, that's major game. Like, cause like, like I said, people, they don't, a lot of people don't know when they go car shopping a lot, they don't know that you don't have to get next. You don't have to get a bad deal. They could yeah. kind of they could make it work more times than not. 
and you got to ask about the least specials so like literally like most of the time and then you don't you can't let somebody like bs you the least specials like nine times out of ten like man you could get a base model of something like you know it's just like i mean because like the least special goes on the msrp so even if something has different options if it's on the msrp just say it's seven seventy six thousand dollars is going to get you to this payment it'll get you to that payment so you need to go and find something on the lot that has the msrp not the selling price so the selling price and the msrp are two different things so you have to think about the set the msrp and then like find a car on that and then it will meet the requirements right and so usually the money factor is also cheaper than the interest rate so that's another thing that helps so does that make sense? I hope somebody. I hope somebody. Uh, listen. I hope it makes sense. I talk kind of fast. <laughs> nah, you good? I hope somebody take that and be like, "Oh shit, okay, okay, yeah." But man, this was this was. I'm super glad we did this episode, man. We're, and the time went by super fast. It's been like a. It's been like an hour and a half. Damn near. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, nah, you know, you good. You good. You good. This was this was super valuable. This was really good. But uh, before we, before we wrap up, uh, do you mind giving out your info where people can find you? This year, yeah. podcast, follow you, and all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, you can follow me on Twitter, Chrissy Sanders 8. So it's Chrissy with an I. So C H R S S I Sanders, like, you know, chicken, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> uh, and it's just eight. And then, you know, Instagram is the same thing, Chrissy Sanders. And then um, you can follow my business, Team Next Play, on Instagram. So, you know. Cool, cool. That's perfect. And then, uh, wrapping up, I just want to say, we appreciate you so much. You already know I'm rocking with you, Chrissy. I, I appreciate you even having me on. I was honored. I was like, wow. Definitely, definitely, definitely. This was overdue, man. We we, we definitely needed to do this. But I'm, I'm glad we got it done now. Yeah, for sure. In quarantine. <laughs> In the quarantine, who would have thought, right? That's that's right. fucking crazy. Yeah, but that's, I ain't going to hold you on for too long. That's all I got for you. Appreciate you again for coming on. Oh, no problem, man. It's always good to get with you. Likewise, likewise. And I'm going to uh, hit you up offline when, I, uh, when we're done. All right. And in wrapping up, for those who don't know, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Xavier C. Miller. And you can also follow Deanna at Deanna Kent on Instagram and Twitter. And also you can follow Park Hill Capital on Instagram and the Million Mindsets podcast at M Mindsets Pod. That's all we have for you guys. Appreciate y'all for listening to another episode. Peace. Something. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it. No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouches. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant. I study millionaires cause I was born a visionary. Still believe in limitations, why you acting scary? You can't distract me from the paper, I've been chasing greatness. I'm stacking now and balling later in the conversation. We strategizing, monetizing, piling up investments, and sacrificing temporary sh- for bigger blessings. Yeah, a tapped in boss mind state. I multiply my grind rate and I match the way I vibrate. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit trying to learn some game xavier gonna talk about it no diana speak that shit that everybody vouching ain't no more excuses valid get up off the couch and get up in your bag to your bank account need an accountant